Welcome to the Illuminating Mycelium Podcast. The podcast for everyday people by everyday people. I'm your host, Project Dave, and I'm back at it again to continue highlighting and amplifying the lives, ventures, and endeavors of everyday people just like you and me and learning from them along the way. Today we'll be featuring our conversation with Jason Sweeney. He's a local maintenance worker for a housing complex inside of Little Earth, which is right down the road here in Minneapolis. We'll be discussing identity and the importance and complexities of it, the role that pets play in our lives, what it was like growing up in the foster care system in America, and guidance on it going forward, working with your hands, 3D printing, the need for balance, and much more. Without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring Jason on. When talking about everyday people and their stories, we can't help but talk about all their hard work. So grab a cup of coffee. I often think about what fuels a lot of these everyday folks, as well as what sustains me personally. Coffee certainly helps, but it can't just be any coffee. It's gotta be coffee made by everyday people for everyday people. The kind that when you brew it in a pot, it kind of just draws everyone to the kitchen and they're sniffing that aroma. Our beans are sourced from small businesses in the heart of the Appalachia. My personal favorite, the Route 39 blend from Lexington Roasters is a Forbes top-ranked coffee. You can also check the notes on each blend to determine flavor profiles, shipping, and more. Beans are roasted on a weekly basis to ensure freshness. So if you're looking for some extra fuel to aid you in your everyday lives, ventures, and endeavors, go to thegrindbluefield.com backslash shop dash coffee dash roast or click the link in the description to pick out your next coffee beans and brew a pot of happiness the grind never stops jason how you doing today not bad brother not bad you know just getting off of work you know i feel you well thanks for coming on the podcast and taking time to tell us more about yourself and what you're currently up to you know what it's just living life at this point, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're dealing with strange times right now, you know, yeah, dealing with a pandemic that's caught, you know, caught, uh, calling attention to a bunch of other issues, you know, just trying to sort it all out. I gotcha. All right. So my first question to you is when did you first become aware that you were a wizard? Oh, it's around age 16 when my beard first started coming in here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Elaborate. What do you mean by wizard? When when did you first become aware that you had magical powers as a wizard? Magical abilities? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just... Uh, when you first grew your beard, would you say that that's the first time? That's pretty magical. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. So 16... 16 that's around pretty there. young you're and ahead actually, of the curve you know funny enough that is when i started going to the renaissance fair <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's when you started eating turkey and legs see, and seeing real wizards that's right? when you started eating turkey legs and then it all turkey just kind of it just off that's when life really took off you know after those <laughs> turkey legs <laughs> all right i got another random question for you do you like cats i don't buy cats Okay. So you own a lot of pets, actually. Not You own cats, right? Yeah. Actually, now that you mention it, I uh, 
I own more cats than I do uh, than I do uh, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> How but, many yeah. pets do you own total? Like, go through each one. Uh, we got Jasper. He's my little my little pit bull. I got Moo, <laughs> my cat, <laughs> and Sebastian, my other cat. I don't know. I mean, it's personable. You know what I mean? Yeah. What what like what is the importance of the pets to you? Like, do they help you like cope with life? Like after you get off work, they give you like love and stuff. Like, do you feel like they understand you? In a roundabout sort of way, yeah. You know, uh, just just like people, you know, animals have needs as well. You know, maybe not as as many. It could be argued, but. They still have needs, you know. You still have a cat come up to you and fucking be pretty insistent on, you know. Yeah, he's gonna be on you, you know. Yeah, I gotcha. I don't know. The big, the big issue is <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when do you call it too many? You know what I mean. I think that's a good problem to have, or at least according to a lot of people. Yeah, I suppose. like I see all these memes, and they're like. You know, texting hubby like, "Oh, look what I brought home," and then it's like a dog. Like, so how much? <laughs> how much would you pay to come to my petting zoo? <laughs> I don't have it licensed yet. I only got three animals, but <laughs> <laughs> I would probably pay like ten dollars. <laughs> or okay, we got a business plan here. <laughs> All right. So, last question in regards to your background. Um, what does your identity mean to you and how does it influence your daily life? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, so identity, identity is pulled from a lot of places for me. You know what I mean? Like both, where do I come from as, as an ancestral sort of thing? You know what I mean? Only, only uh, in recent years have Vikings become popular. Mm-hmm. You know, you sort of pull it from your ancestral roots a little bit, you know, like, where do I come from as your base, you know, just so you have something to always go back to. And then you and then you start pulling it from other places, you know, like, where do I work? You know, what experiences do I gain from that? And in the people I talk to, you know, like, like you, you know, my man, Dave, all of a sudden started up a (laughs) podcast, you know, right. Uh, That's a big part of my identity now. You know, I think identity is really complex. And that's why I like asking that question to my guests, because I feel like it really gives you a sense of like who you are. And I know it's very basic, but at the same time, it's also very insightful to hear how people answer. You know what I mean? That's true. Do you think it's wrong to draw identity from... From other, from, from other, from other places. I mean, you can take lessons from, from, from anywhere, but I'm saying if you draw your identity from like, uh, like a product or an object, like, let's say you're Jared, <laughs> you're the sandwich guy. Your identity is some way. Does, does, that, does that, right. And that's kind of messed up. If you think about it, does, does, is, you, you know, I guess that's a good question. I would say what it comes down to is how do they feel about it? Like, is, do you, do they truly embrace it or are they just doing it to 
look a certain way. I feel like if you're truly comfortable in the identity, then that's what's most important. Like, I, I still think about my identity, but, you know, I, I think I feel pretty comfortable. Pretty comfortable. Yeah. I don't know. Like, in your case, I just... But uh, I'm not really representing Subway either, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah you're rep- <laughs> you're I'm not doing a lot Project of things Day. that Jared's doing. <laughs> no, I'm like, like, let's use you for an example. Like, let's say the podcast tomorrow gets like a million views, you know? Yeah. You know, not to say nothing about this interview, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. You're famous. We might. Do you do you think that so many people like having this idea, this image of who you are, will make you become that image? And do you think that's healthy for you? Like, because it doesn't. It gives you a choice, but I would say generally no, based on what we see. Like usually, when people get in the spotlight too much, it has a negative impact generally um i think some people can use it for good that's my aim and i'm not gonna let anybody stop me so so i guess i'm just to, gonna keep spreading light spreading positivity you know i like these everyday people you, especially <laughs> especially in today's times you know yeah but i guess to 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 come back around and answer your question fully yeah you know uh these days you know uh, since I have a well, to my to me, I seem to have a good identity of who I am. And now it's now it's a question, two questions really. Who do I want to be, and who do I not want to be? And yeah, that's, and that's kind of the well. I, I can understand you know? why you say that too, because I feel like there's so many like <laughs> things that are competing for our attention that you do have to have that filter. What do I not want to be? I feel like traditionally you could kind of focus more on what you did. And now it's kind of like a two-way. Yeah. In a sense. A two-way forever. You know, that's, that's in the courts I'm, I'm hearing. Right. For, uh, 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 social media, uh, tycoons. I'm, I'm losing the The big tech companies. Yeah. 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 Um, so since they, they, the ad space, right? So, you know, their platforms are free, which is sweet. You yeah. know, I love YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the ads that they put on, it's, it's shown to be, uh, essentially monopolizing your time. You know what I yeah. mean? And the videos they show you, uh, tend, tend to want to have you watch more, which is, you know, the, the idea. It's That's, addictive. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, and it's sort of it's changing, designed that way. And it's changing our perspective on what. And I feel like people feed into it because is. it's not a paper play. It's free. So therefore, it's not like, you know, they don't feel bad about being addicted if they're not spending money. Yeah. 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 That, well, even yeah, though technically true. time is more valuable, but it's a, another conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> we'll leave that rabbit hole for. All right. So. <laughs> Moving on to the next subject here. You grew up in uh, the foster system, right? Yes, sir. Do you want to just like give us a brief overview of what it was like growing up in it? Because I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't know much about it. And I feel like a lot of people don't. So I think it's something that would be good to be able to share with people and 
shine a light on because I feel like all I know is movies. Like, you know? No, yeah. I hear about a lot of like negative experiences and so okay. I'll just I'll start with saying that it, it, it is what you make of it. Just just as almost anything. You know? So that said it it does it does kind of suck you know your your life becomes essentially unknown you know you go from mom and dad to uh court officials who are responsible for certain certain duties or to you right like one person may be responsible for your clothes and another person may be responsible for uh making sure you get to school on time you know uh, yeah, this isn't this isn't quite stated in the system, you know, but it, it it it's the end result of so many people being in the system. Yeah. So I think if I'm understanding correctly, it's what the people make of it. And the thing is, it's made it's worked by people and people aren't perfect. So therefore, it's not a perfect system. And. But there's good too. There's good people and correct. So, okay. so by what it is, so it is what you make it. Yeah. What I mean is, while you don't have that stability, right? If you can pull it out and 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 draw from within yourself, you know what what do I want to do? Just like you were asking, what identity? Yeah. Right. Who am I, and where am I going? You, you do have the resources there in the foster care system to help you. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like you can get, you can get stipends and grants that, that you don't have to apply for. Okay. It's, it's applied for on your behalf, right? It's by the court officials that I was talking about, like your, uh, your social worker. But if you like talk to them, they'll usually do it for you though. Yeah. Okay. Most from my experience, maybe maybe I was lucky. From from my experience, the social workers did genuinely care. That's good. Right? But at the same time, it is hard to genuinely care about fifty kids. You know, was that pretty average? Is like fifty per social worker? That. Mm, I mean, I guess they didn't I'm really not, tell I'm you. I'm not necessarily but, yeah. an expert. <laughs> yeah. I just know from talking to to my social workers because they're people too. You know? Yeah. But but that's a lot though. I mean, usually 50, had like, anywhere between 35 and 50 cases. I mean, think about it. Some probably take on more than that. But either way, I mean, 50, like that's more than a teacher would. Like a teacher usually has a classroom of what, like 20, 30 at most. I mean, some are bigger, but. You right. Know. So. And these, and this is even more personal too, right? More responsibilities, more duties. You might be leaving your children at home to go and and for an emergency situation where you have to get the the child out of the uh, out of the home. You know, maybe you got a new case, and and the kid is scared. You know, you you never know what you're going to walk into. Yeah, and that's that's the tough thing about being a social worker. You know, you got to be super adaptable. Gotcha. Um, and that's, <clears throat> that's, that's really just one facet of, of the foster care system. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot to it. Is those, is those people, 
that you that's just the people that you first meet in the first situations that you're probably going to go through you know yeah i got you so basically like the stereotypes that we see in movies and shows they aren't always accurate and so that's the you other, think that that's they're the harmful other... would you say that they're harmful to making real progress in the system the other side of the system is what you make it right yeah let's say that let's say that it's it's really harsh and you know you you can't overcome whatever situation you've just been pulled out of right like maybe maybe you've got some sort of weird stockholm syndrome for your parents yeah isn't that a weird one who are also <laughs> maybe your abusers yeah but if 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 you can't do do things for yourself that makes it hard for other people to want to help you. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? So because, because I was able to pull it out, you know, maybe that's why I got more grants. So a lot you of know? it is mindset. I mean, obviously but, you want to be surrounded by good people, like, you know, right, right. Good social workers. And at the same time, that's, that's hard too. Cause you never know where you're going to end up in the, in the foster care system with the foster care parents. Right. Cause I'm yeah. sure there's some really good ones and then, you know, others, maybe not so much, but. And then, you know, at some point you bring up adoption too, right? Yeah. Like, and then that's, that's, that's a whole nother deal. Cause then it's multifaceted. You're not, you know, that's the realization you have. It's to a lot to go through. I'm sure you're not going home ever. Yeah. You know there's no I mean? home. Yeah. It's, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 So to sum it all up, foster <laughs> care is what you make it is. Okay. It's both good and bad. Gotcha. You know, there's things to work on and there's things that should have a light shined on it as, as these are good things. So if you could think of one like specific example of what to change, like, like if you could only change one thing about the foster care system, what would it be? Like what? What's most urgently needed? What's most urgently needed? Yeah, in terms of like change, foster parents. So more parents willing to adopt. Willing to adopt? Well, not well. No, not necessarily. Aren't there regulations on it though too? And I think that they've loosened some of those up over the years, which is, I think, in some ways good, depending on them. But I've heard most of them are good. Like, well. Yeah, you you want good foster parents, so you want the screening. Right? Yeah, but you also at the same time want more foster parents because there's not enough. Right. You know, there's so there's group homes that are are formed, right, where one foster mom or dad will have multiple foster kids. Okay. And that and that usually happens <clears throat> uh, to older foster kids, right? Okay. So I guess what's what's speci- what's specifically most urgently needed is just people with an open mind that are are willing to take in, you know, a young adult. Yeah. That's that's seen things past their age probably. Would you say that one thing to keep in mind is like you don't have to be perfect to you don't have to be a perfect parent to adopt, right? Like obviously you want a good parent, but Right, but who's the perfect parent? 
no one's the perfect parent. Right. Because I've heard from some people that are like scared to do it because like, you know, they don't even they don't have, you know, they didn't have their own kids. And then like they're scared to adopt because like they're scared of parenting. Well, let's say let's say let's say you and your wife. Right. Let's say you and your wife are kind of timid about having a child. You've heard it's a lot of money. You know, and kids, kids are a lot, you know, they, <laughs> yeah, they're there for 18 years. That's a big commitment. Yeah. Right? Why not try a foster kid? Why not give somebody else's kid a chance? You know, somebody, somebody who needs, who needs that second chance. True. Through no fault of their own, usually. Right. Definitely. That way you get that experience. It's, it's not an overburden because you do get help uh financially for having the foster kid in your home like okay. for food and and in clothes, clothes and stuff, yeah, like, stuff that, like that you know um so you get to you get to see how much you know uh a young adult a little human costs uh, every <laughs> every month you get to and you get to see what what kind of kid you might have you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and it makes you more of ex- more experienced as a parent before you actually become a parent. So if you're worried, if you're worried about becoming a parent yourself, like, oh man, I don't, you know, I don't even know if I could be a dad. I didn't yeah. know my dad. Blah blah blah. Right. Become a foster parent. True. You don't gotta worry about changing diapers and you can't being up all up night. Any worse than somebody else already did. <laughs> it I mean, sounds sure. kind of messed up but fair enough a lot of people say that people or children that go to the foster foster system are like notoriously known for being forgotten so like what is something that you would want ordinary people to know about children that grow up through the foster system or currently are going through it like what would be one takeaway that you want them to know about these these children these youth just just like every single person, right? And that's this, that's, I keep bringing it back to people because little tiny people, you know, medium people, grown adult. But every single person has that, a gift, a gem, you know what I mean? Something that they love to do. Maybe they're not good at it right away, but because they love to do it, they get good at it over time. Exactly. Yeah. I used to break stuff all the time <laughs> and until I got good at fixing stuff, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's, that's kind of where it's quite the turnaround, man. You know, <laughs> it's, you got to find, you got to find something that you love to do. Yeah. And everybody has it. Find something, shape it, mold it till it becomes. And bringing it back to the foster parent. You know what I mean? You get to, you get to come into a situation, right? So you're an outside viewer at first and you get to see these gifts that this child might not even know they have. Maybe it's art. Maybe it's sculpting. Maybe it's, you know, pottery, pottery, anything, (laughs) programming, coding, if you like to work on cars here, come on, help me. Yeah. You know, I think that's a good way of looking at it. And it, because I feel like maybe I, like I'm not a father yet, 
But I feel like maybe growing up with your child, you might be uh, spending every day with them. Kind of like you, you, uh, you don't realize how big they've gotten, right? <laughs> yeah. You might not see those special gifts because it's just normal. That's just who they are. You know, and you wouldn't give it a second thought to try to encourage it. Yeah. But so that's a special situation where only you as a foster parent will be able to do that. I like that. That's pretty unique. And you paid for it. (laughs) All right. So moving on to 3D printing and some of the side projects that you're working on, because I know you like to work on stuff and fix stuff and do stuff with your hands. For 3D printers specifically, I've always been pretty fascinated by them. I've heard that you can make some cool stuff with them. You recently got one, right? When did you get that? Oh, man. So I ordered it like a week ago, and I've just been oh, just been watching the Amazon tracking, and it got, it got here yesterday. And uh, actually, funny enough, I, I was talking about it earlier. I, could, I only had like two hours of sleep because... <laughs> You've been stayed, busy working on that? Yeah, I stayed up way too late trying to put it together. What's your most recent thing that you made? So it's it's still being put together. Oh, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping to get that done right after this. I'm What's gonna- the first thing you want to make with it? You're listening to The Illuminating Mycelium Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, you should come check out all of our fresh new merchandise and apparel that just dropped on our store. We've got t-shirts, pants, sweatshirts, hats, phone cases, water bottles, coffee mugs, shoot, even blankies, and a ton more. All made with comfy fabrics and premium materials. They feature our signature logos, catchphrases, guest picks, and come in all sizes. Now shipping nationwide right to your doorstep. Just go to illuminatingmyceliumpodcast.com or click the link in the description to pick out your next gear and become the mycelium. Or is that confidential? Um, Not something you want to tell us. I'm just kidding. Well, that's that's the thing, you know. It, it's it's a uh, it's a funny thing. Like with a 3D printer, that's a like that's a gift I bought for myself, right? But now that's something that I could go ahead and make Christmas gifts. Nice. Right? You know? So yeah. why not why not make some Christmas gifts? And maybe it turns into a business. Definitely. But as of right now, the 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 designs are just kinda for fun, you know? And yeah. I, I Learn as you go kind of. Well, I, I kind of got a decent a decent uh, knowledge base in, in the in the CAD uh software. Okay. So it's yeah, it's more just kind of like for fun or like if a specific need arises, which doesn't have to be all that specific. You can make anything. We might need to build Legos, bro. Can you make me some Legos? <laughs> cool. It seems pretty what? urgent. You're like the third person to ask, <laughs> what is it with the Legos? Why why Legos, bro? Because if we go into quarantine, I need to build a Lego castle. Like, wouldn't it be cool to make them out of, like, metal, right? No, because what if you step on it? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That sounds painful. <laughs> That's all I could think about when you said that. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is, uh, is it too early for a weapons of mass destruction joke? <laughs> go for it's it. It's my toe with the Lego, right? <laughs> Shoot. All right. So besides 3D printing, what are some other woodworking or other special projects that you've been doing in your spare time? 
where I work. So I work at a, uh, a housing complex, right? And there's, there's a, a little dog. His name is Voodoo. He gets out quite often. He's a sneaky little guy. Come wintertime, you know, when, when people aren't home or, you know, and he just so happens to be out. You know, he's, 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 he's out there and he's cold, you know, he's a little dog. Yeah. He can't be, but more 20 pounds. You built him a dog house. I did. That's incredible. Well, it's just, it's just not so much. You're a hero. You're a hero. (laughs) Am I your hero? (laughs) No, it's, it's just making things with your hands. Isn't something that people seem to have a desire to do anymore. Like, yeah, you can. I would imagine that it's it's fun, that it feels good, it's rewarding. But then the other part too is that like, I feel like there's so much money to be made from that too. There's the potential. You know, there's dual. There's the potential. Yeah. Um, I myself tend not to steer that way. Yeah. Like if I like, I'll just essentially look at it like a artisanship. Yeah. Artisan. You're focusing on the craft at hand. Right. So I'll just, I'll get something in my mind and I'll make it and maybe somebody wants to buy it at some point. Yeah. You know, but I think that's a good way to do business too. I can agree to that. That's, that's how, that's how you keep your, your, uh, retain your customers, repeat customers or that's how you retain yourself. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Otherwise like you could be making Ikea furniture over and over and over and over and it gets super boring. You get really great at it at the, at making that one shelf, but you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't gain other skills and you're not challenging yourself. You're not getting yourself in uh what's what's that mental space I'm thinking of? When you're in the zone, you're in a flow state. Right, 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 right. So it's 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 when something challenges you but it's not too challenging to where you can't complete the task. To where it frustrates you. Right. Yeah, right. I gotcha. So that's what you like about it is that it's challenging. Right. But it's not enough to like deter. It's never like too challenging enough to deter you from wanting to keep going. Because some people I feel like are, are very impatient. It's not for them. But it's because it's 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 what you make of it. Oh, right? yeah. So just like with the doghouse, right? I could have made a square box with with a top on it. <laughs> you could put a cardboard, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Little voodoo could have been living like a bum, you know. <laughs> but it's when you it's when you decide to challenge yourself, right? And you add those ex those extra details, like. So would you say that like working with your hands kind of like reinforces that within you to take that extra step to challenge yourself. Yeah. In a sense, because in the same way that you're your own worst critic, you're, you're going to be the person that's going to teach you the best. If there's a light bulb that goes off, it's because you understood something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's why being an external teacher, like in a high school is very hard. You know, it's hard to get. You're talking about like the ones that do like the woodworking classes and right. Shot class. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But as as far as as far as the craft goes, right? So I was I was saying I could I could have just made voodoo a little box. Yeah. Right. In the same way Bob Ross could have just painted one tree. <laughs> just one. Yeah. And then that could have been it, you know? But no, he decided to add another tree one day and another tree one day, maybe, until it became a beautiful landscape. 
right? And it's the same thing with anything you work on. Coding, woodworking, the 3D modeling, the longer, the longer you spend on refining your model, the better it's going to be. It's a process. Right. You could, there's always more to do every single time. Gotcha. It's only when you are satisfied. But if you're you never satisfied though, I'm just kidding. Then um, there's, <laughs> there's art projects that go on for years. True. You know, you could build a Coliseum. I'm, 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 I'm going to be taking it to I'm thinking of like some sort of crime show where there's a lead <laughs> detective that works on some sort of canoe for years in his garage. But well, canoes are pretty cool. I could, I think that'd be cool. That'd be hard. I don't know if I'm on the level for that yet. I'm not on the level for that. I might yet. commission you for that in like 10 years. You think you'd be up for it? If the 3D printer gets that big, no, <laughs> a large enough 3D printer for that. And uh, to add to that, actually, there's there's um, something that I found out about in high school. It's uh, well, or was I should say I don't know if it's still going by the same thing, but it was called the Maker Movement. So it was where kids and you know uh, uh, professionals. Uh, in like a specific field would uh, make just whatever fish tanks, you know, electronics, anything, you know, yeah. and, and, and post what they made. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like it's easier nowadays and then to turn technology and it turned into non-professionals doing that same thing. Right. If that's, if my, anybody could correct, enter the game. Right. And uh, there's a website that I like to go to called MakerBot when I'm just, you know, when I want to make something and I'm just like, dang, you know, I can't really think of nothing, you know, because there's there's not always a need for something, you know? Yeah. So you 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 do things for aesthetic sometimes. Right? I gotcha. Like, I don't know. I thought about making a coffin one time. <laughs> I didn't do, do that. Do I want to know why you thought of that? No, I'm just kidding. Well, actually, <laughs> it looked it looked it looked like uh, they made it into a like a like a sweet little shelf, dog. <laughs> like a bookshelf. It was <laughs> so that way you could read in the afterlife, right? Right. So you have you know Fair enough. books from the bottom to the top, and then on the top maybe you had like a like a Frankenstein head or something, you know. <laughs> I got you. But right. the, those sort of those sort of details just like that is something that you make it your where you make it your own. That's why I call it artisanship, right? Yeah. Okay, I like that. Art is a ship. Art is a ship. <laughs> so, yeah, right, right. We right. start with a canoe. All right, so you're still working at uh, Little Earth, right? Do you want to tell us more about that, what you do there? Um, so I work there as a maintenance tech. Uh, pretty much, you know, if, if there's a need, you know, if something... You fulfill it. <laughs> like, people people will move out of, of the complex, right? We'll, we'll go in and we'll paint, you know, and we'll fix, you know, broken light bulbs or, you know, so some people leave it kind of messed up. So we'll fix holes in the wall or leaky faucet. One time a toilet was missing. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, the thing that, I, the thing that I love about it is it's, it's always a different challenge every right? day. Right. Like, yeah, maybe, 
be, be, because the things that I work on are so broad, right? From everything to plumbing to electrical to 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 carpentry to to welding, right? To masonry, right? Whatever needs to be fixed. So because it's so broad, you never get bored and you never see the same problem twice. Okay. Like maybe, maybe if I was specifically like a plumber, I would I would have seen you might run into another missing toilet soon. I, right. You know, I'd be much more likely to run into some some real <laughs> some real crazy issues. But as as of right now, you know, it's 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 challenging without being overwhelming. Okay. You know what I mean? It's that's what's up. Puts you in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm sure you also like having voodoo there too. That probably brightens up your day a little bit. Right? Yeah, he gets he gets around. <laughs> you, he's actually kind of like the mascot around there. <laughs> yep. yep. I feel you it. You know, a lot of people know him. It's him and the cat, actually. Murphy. Is there any like special projects you're working on currently at um at work there? Special projects? Yeah, anything like interesting? Is it just really just kind of a day-to-day type of thing? I suppose I tend to see it that way. It's because it's the, it's the stuff, you know, that I do every day, but, uh, do you see a bigger picture behind all of it? Yeah. You know, uh, the nicer you make the place, the odds are people are going to keep it that way. Yeah. And the more people that keep it that way, go on to then continue those good habits. Right. Wherever they go, you know, whether they themselves are homeowners or they decide to be that renting maybe is, is more uh, financially, you know, viable for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, whatever the issue is, you know, those those habits that you start because you want to keep keep your first new house nice and clean the way you got it. Right. Yeah. Why? Why? The way I see it, why why give why give somebody something broken, you know, when I have the power to 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 fix it. True. Well, it's good that you take the initiative. I mean, I think that shows leadership, right? True. And well, because not everyone wants to become involved like that, you know. That and I I I myself want to be a homeowner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want I want to have these skills. <laughs> for when I have kids right. and maybe they, the toilet goes missing somehow, <laughs> you know, however that happens, <laughs> you know, I like it because I'm able to take, take every single thing that I learned there and use it in my own life. Yeah. Everything. That's rewarding. Cause I mean, I'd like to think that most people can say that, but who really knows? I mean, there's a lot of jobs where I feel like you can't, really take that home like not that it was not that i'm talking down by it but by any means but you know when i was working for a medical device company i mean planning to stay healthy i hope to never use one so it's not like i'm going to go use that information now but you know so i think the fact that you're able to use it outside of the workplace too well it's almost like getting paid twice it's almost like getting two (laughs) paychecks (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's what you really call uh, uh, job benefits, right there. You know. Yeah. But uh, so, d- do you mind? Uh, where, where did you work uh, for for a medical device company? Abbott Hospital. No, the uh, device maker. What do they? I'm not familiar. What do they make? They make a lot of different stuff. Um, they make like specifically my department that I was in. We made like yeah, heart what valves. Did you, what did you? Heart do? valves. So. 
I would take orders from like hospitals for heart valves, place those orders. There's, you know, track shipping, you know, talk with the sales reps for each territory. You know, if there's any refunds needed or returns, I mean, it was pretty rare. Right. But you got, you got, you got things out of that too. You got, oh, yeah. I learned a lot about supply chain. I will say that. Which is especially important now with, you know, the pandemic, like they say, supply chains are really becoming stressed and, Dave, you know, having a robust the toilet paper going to go out again. <laughs> I gotta go out. My prediction, December 1st. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to no, relax people. Don't clench your buttholes. Get a bidet. Okay. It's going <laughs> right. to be all right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So moving on to the last subject. You've talked about the need for balance. We need more balance. Do you want to just talk about what you mean by that? So when we were talking earlier, you know, we were talking a little bit about the, the foster care system. Right. And how there's good things and there's bad things. Right. And you can say that was with everything. Yeah. yeah. Most every, everything has a downside. If you eat enough broccoli seeds, I'm, I'm pretty sure broccoli seeds have cyanide and I'll kill you. <laughs> it's uh, ironic. Every enough. rose has its thorn. <laughs> so while you get a high amount of iron, you know, and that's the thing. That's why you don't only eat broccoli. You know, there's balance. You balance your diet. That's why we got, you know, I'm not sure what it is now. The food pyramid. They flipped it upside down. (laughs) Well, the thing about the food pyramid, too, is that it's so generalized and it doesn't take into account that there's such a wide range of body types. And it's basically like a one size fits all package. And that's not how diet works. You know, like some people, they can have carbs. Like some people can have a pizza every day and be super skinny. And then you got other people who may not be, and then, you know, they eat like a salad every day. Right. So wrap, wrapping that in. Yeah. So when, when I'm talking about balance, I, uh, specifically right now with all of the issues that we've, that, that are called to our attention every day in the news, you know, no, nobody's, nobody's trying to listen to anybody else. But why not? Maybe, I think maybe things have get, become polarized. They have. And that's, that's where the balance has been lost. Yeah, you know, maybe you eat, and it's it, tough to navigate because maybe you consume way too much news, right? Yeah, and so so you're you're uh, polarized way to one side, or maybe you don't consume enough news, and you're anorexic, so to speak, on the issues. Yeah, right. You're not well enough informed. It's, it's choosing a balance, watching enough. Finding news. independent media, I think, is important too. But at, even that, I mean, everybody has an agenda. But at the some very least, more than others. if you're going to watch CNN. Every, every, take it with once, a grain of salt once a week, throw in a Fox episode <laughs> just for you the know, funny. It's funny you, know? you say that because this is kind of a funny side story, but it made me think about how back when I was at Augsburg with Theo, there was this time where I randomly put on Fox News and I was like, bro, I've been, I've been hitting the books pretty hard. I feel a little bit too smart. I think I need some brainwashing. So uh-huh. I started listening to John McCain for like five minutes and I was like, all right, I feel better now. Mm-hmm. Drop my IQ a little bit. Um, I'm I'm kidding, but so I was I I had the experience of living out in uh, Mankato, Minnesota here. So there's which which 
is both uh, a rural town, right? So it's it's consistent of you know a lot of a lot of neighboring farm towns, and it has the college, which brings a lot of kids from the cities. Yeah. So you got a, a nice mix of both. People yeah. get along well there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not always, but uh, on, on education, uh, I have I have different views on on, on higher education. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> Even and even with that, there needs to be balance. Yeah. So I just I just wish there was more balance. There's just yeah. So we could start talking to maybe find the right answer. You know what I mean? Because we as of right now we ain't going nowhere. So to have more balance, would you say that people need to have more conversations with each other? Just maybe to start off with. I mean, obviously that doesn't produce anything tangible right away. But would you say it's a good first step? It's beneficial to you. And it's beneficial to everybody around you. If you go out and talk to your neighbor, maybe your neighbor's a mechanic. Maybe he can help you in your time of need. Maybe they're a cook like Ben. Networking. Exactly. It helps you. you Form the mycelium. Exactly. Be the mycelium. For those who don't know, mycelium is basically like the roots of mushrooms. And they all just kind of form together and strengthen each other, exchange nutrients and help each other grow into a beautiful fruit body. Scientist, scientist, Dr. Dave. Yeah. PhD, here's my, PhD. Just button up my lab. <laughs> or do they give you a title belt now when you get your PhD? <laughs> <laughs> do you think that there's any kind of difference in terms of how we can bring about balance on a macro level and a micro level society wise? And then like in our local communities, like, I feel like if we start small, it's a lot more manageable. Yeah. So our system as of right now is capitalism, right? And that's the whole goal is money and who has it and who's going to get it. That's, that's the game. That's, that's what's going to, you know, make your life easy or hard. You use that like votes. So there was, I think it was in 2008, there was a documentary called Ethos. I'm not sure who exactly wrote it, but uh, it was hosted by Woody Harrelson, believe it or not. Uh, and it uh, it came around, it talked a lot about corporations and and the things that, that money encourages large corporations to do, right? But the issue is not totally on them. Not really. It's spread out among all of us as well. We have the power to change that. We might be the only ones left that do the the individual, the citizen. Yeah. So let's let's say let's say that McDonald's, for example, right? There was there was a video going around the internet a while back of some chickens, you know, that were that got, you know, turned into pulp for chicken nuggets. The pink slime. So if so if you saw that and you didn't like that, not necessarily then saying you hate America and I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily saying that you you don't ever eat at McDonald's again, right? But that went viral. If enough people saw that and did not agree. And agreed. Well, I'm not. I'm. I'm going to take my dollars somewhere else, and maybe have a hamburger somewhere else, or maybe, maybe I do want McDonald's, but I'll get the hamburger. 
and nobody's buying those chicken nuggets after they saw that video, they are not going to make it that way anymore. And they're going to make sure. All right. Well, that's all I've got. Is there anything else that you want to say to our listeners before we depart here? Just, uh, I appreciate you guys listening, you know, giving me your ears for, for this little bit of your morning or evening or where, whenever you happen to be listening, you know, and I appreciate you Dave for having me on. And, and yeah, I appreciate you coming on, here, man. You know, <laughs> I like hearing your perspective. I feel like I learned a lot today. So, and yeah. And, uh, let me know if you have any other questions sometime. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'll always make time for you guys. All right. Take care, man. Peace. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed the show and had fun while learning more from everyday people just like yourselves. To support us and help us spread these stories even further, please consider giving us a review or rating on whichever platform you're streaming from. There will be links in the description box just in case you can't find it. And for more news and all things everyday people, join our newsletter by going to our website. By joining, you'll also gain exclusive offers and discounts on Illuminating Mycelium merchandise and apparel from our store. Just go to IlluminatingMyceliumPodcast.com or click the link in the description and become the Mycelium.